All right, joining me now from Israel is Dr. Rob Linsed. Dr. Rob, welcome to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Oh, my pleasure. I'm getting a kick out of seeing the cat up there. I know. And even the people walking by me, they're they're laughing. <laughs> the cat up there on the desk. So. I know. She's spoiled rotten. Uh, so where are you at? Are you really there at the Temple Mount? Or the wall? Yeah, You're the wall, I'm right? right? Here. Right. We're, we're at the wall, which is at the base. Of the, the Temple Mount would be up above me. And, uh, and so this is the, we call it the Western Wall. Don't call it the Wailing Wall, because if you go to Israel and ask for the Wailing Wall, they're going to point you to the IRS building. Their taxes are so high, they say, that's the Wailing Wall. So this is the Western Wall. And the reason why it's so important is because uh, this is the retaining wall that allows the, the temple to be built on top. You see, it's built on Mount Moriah. And so how do you flatten a mountain? Well, in our day, we take dynamite, we blow the top of it off, and then we'd, we'd make a flat surface and build a temple. But in those days, instead what they did, they put up a retaining wall, and they would fill it in, make a flat surface, and, and that's how the temple would be built on top. And so when we come to this western wall, this is really the closest place that these Jewish people are allowed to pray. What's ridiculous is, is above us, 60 feet, is the Temple Mount itself. And it's fine if you want to go up there and pray if you're Islamic, if you're a Muslim. Matter of fact, the Dome of the Rock is there. Alaska Mosque is there. But isn't it ironic that if a Jewish person goes up to pray, they get in trouble? You see how turned around it is. And so we're here this morning. It's our morning, your evening. We're about 4.30 in the morning. And it's fun to see these men come begin their day with prayer, greet each other in a very peaceful way very peaceful place right here but on top of that temple for the last week it has just been unbelievable because there's so many protests some saying the Jews should not be allowed to pray some actually calling the Jews down because they're attempting to pray uh, even as Christians go up we can't bring a Bible up on top of the temple mount because they say that that book spawns revolution and revolt and uh they haven't heard of the fact that we actually have a bible on our cell phone these days but we'll we'll tell them that at another time wow so what are they all setting up for right now what is it they're all setting up for well they come together to pray and so they may come individually and uh they may come by car they may come by bus they might come two or three at a time but when they come here they they begin to set up and pray and so what will happen, we're liable to hear maybe one man leading, uh, reading something in psalm, and others will join in like a chorus. So they don't necessarily come together to, to, to the wall together. But when they come here, they unite and begin to pray. And I'm sure we'll hear it because pretty soon, matter of fact, we had some people really uh, praying and, and bobbing back and forth. And it was, a, it was a, a wonderful expression of praying to Jehovah. Now, what, are they, what, are, what, what is with all their carts? What are they bringing with their carts? Well, what they're, what they're doing is they're bringing chairs because they'll sit there. And they'll, uh, they'll have a prayer book off of the book of Psalms, which is another portion of the Old Testament. And, and they will pray. They might pray scripture. They might pray something from their heart. They might even write a prayer on a, on a sheet of paper and stick it into the wall. You can see hundreds of those. And right now, I can hear a, a group of men together. And uh, they're, they're dancing together and singing and praying. 
And uh, so this is how they express that freedom. Now, why are they... Now, it's... What is it? Uh, 4.38 a.m. right now, right? Right, yes. So, now why, so why are they up so early? Are they doing this because then they have to go get breakfast and go to their job? Or what's the deal? Yes, it could be. But you know what? All night long, there are people down here praying. I've been down here sometimes at midnight. And if a bus comes in from the military... They they often meet their wives and their and their girlfriends right here at the wall. It's a place where the nation comes together, and uh, really often we hear them praying in the background, singing. But we might also hear the call to prayer, the Muslim call to prayer, and it's fine for me as a Christian to come and to pray at the wall. Now now wait so a minute. Here, let me let me make this clear. The Muslim call to prayer is that coming off the uh, off the mosque at, um, at uh, sixty feet up above you? Yes, it is. And plus, they've also got microphones or uh, speakers just a, a few feet away. If that comes on and it's liable to, it'll, it'll be deafening. Now, wait a minute. So why, why, why are they allowed to broadcast the, call, the Islamic call to prayer right there? Is it? I mean, let me ask you this. Does, do the Muslims, they don't come to that wall to pray. Do the Muslims come to that wall? No, but you know what? If they wanted to, they could. They, they wouldn't stop them. There's, they really do give them freedom. To, to come and to worship and to pray here to, to every religion. But the point is, just don't stop another person from doing that. That's why this is so ridiculous. On top of the Temple Mount, I mean, the, the Temple Mount is the, is, is the time bomb that's ticking. And the reason I, I say that is because, you see, the Bible is clear that the, the confrontation is going to require someone to come and bring a peace, political peace, but also a religious peace. Because how can they restrict them from praying on top? I mean, that's really where the temple is. This is not the temple, but they're doing it here because that's the closest they can get to the temple. And so they own it. It serves. They want it in a war. We can prove that it's, it's Israeli, but they're banned from going up there. And so it just shows, again, that the world has ignored uh, the, the whole process that's taking place over here. You know... Since we've been here, uh, there's some interesting things. For example, uh, earlier this week, we met with a, a group of men, and they're actually looking for oil to help Israel out in terms of their oil uh, needs and, and fines, uh, to, to see people that are excited about that. And yet, at the same time, I think it fits right into end time. We spent some time in Bethlehem. We're looking at uh, the study of uh, the idea that in Bethlehem, it was the Levitical shepherds. And they would take lambs that were suitable for sacrifice and they would wrap them in swaddling clothes. And so that's why the signal was given to the shepherds to, to, to go and see this incredible miracle. Here's a mother wrapping her baby in, in lamb clothes and particularly lamb clothes that were going to die. What, what a message about uh, behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And uh, then we met the other uh, just uh, two days ago. I'm losing track of my days and nights, but we met with an archaeologist, and he's digging in, and I mean, the incredible find of the name of God, Yahweh, the oldest recorded written form was just found, and we were there at Shiloh, at the Mount of Blessing, the Mount of Cursing, and uh, this is all taking place. Let's go, back to, that. Let's go back to that real quick. I know you mentioned it on radio today, but explain to our audience what it is, the archaeological find. Do we have a video, by the way, too, Logan, a 30-second video or something? What is that 30-second video? Videos that, that's going to be of me uh, earlier today. Let's let's go to that. 
uh, because earlier today uh, we were up on the on the Temple Mount, and you know it, they stopped us going from up there. This morning, my morning was the first time we could go back up there. Okay, before we go to that and, though, tell me though the, the archaeological discovery. You said it's the oldest discovery of the word Yahweh. Yes, it is. Yeah, written form of Yahweh. The, the challenge has been this. People said that, that really Moses couldn't have written the first five books because he didn't write. Now, that's ridiculous. And so the, the dig there at Mount Garrison and Mount Ebal, one of them is called in, in Deuteronomy 27, it's called the, the Mount of Blessing, and one is called the Mount of Cursing. And in between these two mountains, there's an altar. And but the altar, another altar was built on top of it, so they rejected it, saying it's not it's not biblical. That's the biblical description. But the archaeologists went down to the next layer, found the altar that does fit the biblical uh, narrative. Furthermore, in the debris that they dug out of this particular place, it's by Shiloh and by Mount Garrison and Ebal, you can see the the little triangle, the the important thing that's taking place there. They found this little tablet. They read the tablet two times. It mentions Yahweh, dating back to the days of, of Joshua and Moses. They could write. There's the name of God right there. And then, because it's between these two mountains, the Mount of Blessing and the Mount of Curse, no less than ten times it says curse. And you go and read the narrative and in Joshua chapter 8, You'll see, here's here's the very thing that they're reading. I mean, so this isn't rigged. I mean, the archaeologists dug it up. It's been buried for, for you know, 2,000 years. It comes up, it agrees perfectly with the Bible. Wow. And and so the, the Bible is the key to understanding what's taking place here. Matter wow. of fact, again, when we walked across the Temple Mount, first time in several days, anyone could walk up there. We, we try to do it as peaceful as we can. And we, we walk across, we show how the alignment of the east gate is with the rabbi's tunnel and the entrance into what would be the Holy of Holies, perfectly lined up with the east gate, just as tradition says. And then we look at south of there, here's the profane place, the dome of the rock. And the Bible, every great sacrifice is indicated by the Bible on Mount Moriah. It was Abraham offering up Isaac on Mount Moriah. God showed him the place, Genesis 22. David sinned. He numbered the people. God said, don't. We know it took place on the threshing floor of Ornan, which was on Mount Moriah. Now, Mount Moriah is not a huge mountain. It's not the Rocky Mountains. It's not Pikes Peak. We would call it a hill, but it's such an important one. And that's where Solomon built his temple. And that's where the rebel will rebuild the temple. And that's where Aaron built his temple. Every great sacrifice is there. And so we were up here yesterday. We lined up the East Gate and the Rabbi's Tunnel. We can identify the Holy of Holies. It says, measure from this place. It's a little cupola. We hope to release that video here in the next, I'm going to say, 48 hours or so. And it says, measure off from the profane place. There's the dome of the rock. Measure off from that. And that's where the presence of God will be. We're watching that take place. Why is it important? Because you see, the Jews are excited about sacrificing again. And the Bible says that for a long time, the sacrifice will be stopped. But in the last days, in the latter days, it would start again. And the proof of that is the Bible says that in the middle of the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to stop the sacrifice. It, it hasn't been going for 2,000 years. In order for him to stop it in the middle of the tribulation, it's got to start. 
So the ashes of the red heifer, uh, the temple is to making all these items, not replicas, but suitable for use right now. This is taking place just a, a few yards from where we're standing. All this study, all this is taking place. And, and let me tell you, when I see the political situation with Russia on the border, with these with the Israeli planes uh, going after the weapon base in, in Damascus, we're living in the last, we're living in the most exciting time you can possibly be living in. Absolutely we are. I'm going to go to that clip, but first I want to show this, folks. Let's go to the website, BibleTipNow.org. That's Rob's website, BibleTipNow.org. You can get this free book, What Next, on God's Calendar, The Rapture of the Church. Dr. Rob Lynn said, new free book. Click on that. You can order it. Now, the rest of this stuff are downloads. You can get them right now at BibleTIPNow.org. BibleTIP, which stands for Truth and Prophecy. Bible. TIPnow.org. Download what's next on God's timetable. Does the Bible speak of Russian aggression? Download the Judgment Seat of Christ by Rob Ledenstead. So all these things are here at his website. Of course, you even see that he promoted that he was going to be with us tonight. So we appreciate that. And again, uh, BibleTIPnow.org is his website. Now, for those who maybe don't know what he was talking about, the red heifer, they are trying to breed a perfect red heifer, folks, so they can then sacrifice it and have the ashes to cleanse the temple. So, uh, and, and, and Rob has explained to us, and I agree with him, uh, that they don't have to, even though they're cutting rocks. We showed the video a few weeks ago, they're cutting the rocks for the temple. They could go to a temporary thing with a tabernacle. So everything is lining up for something to begin very, very, very quickly. Now, Rob, you, try, you tried to get up on the Temple Mount, and we got a video. That's our 30-second video. Is that right? Yes. Uh-huh. All right, let, let's go we, to that we video. Right. Okay, good. Go to that. There we go. A small group of about 30 people and uh, the little cupola behind me is called the Dome of the Spirits uh, the more we study it the more we're convinced that that's the place where the Holy of Holies is and now you can see measure off from the profane place there's the profane place and so what we're doing is we're lining up the East Gate with the rabbi's tunnel and Jewish tradition says that that would line up exactly with the Holy of Holies and the smoke would have sent straight up. It was one of the miracles they said associated with the temple. Then, if you look at the place that we are on the Temple Mount, it fits in so well with what the Bible says in terms of measure off from the profane place. There it is. Furthermore, it's it's on Mount Moriah. Where are now, you quoting? What, what passage are you quoting measure off in the profane place? Okay. Ezekiel chapter 42, verse 20. Ezekiel chapter 44, I think it's verse 23. Both will talk about the, the profane place, the common place. Separate the holy from the profane place. And and there it is. It's, it's, you, so it's just so believe, incredible. Do you believe the prophet Ezekiel was 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 telling was predicting that that mosque would be there? Absolutely, absolutely. Because there's not been another time when anything so profane as that has been up. And so I believe it, it's exactly for that time. Because he says, measure off from it. Separate yourself from it. But here's another thing that to me is so exciting. Because when we go up there and people see the size, the smallness of Mount Moriah. They see the tip of about 35 acres. The most volatile 35 acres of planet Earth. If you continue just going north a little bit, you come to a place where they cut through Mount Moriah. And on the, the north side of that, you see a, a place that looks like a school. It's called Golgotha. 
And the Bible says that when Christ was judged and tried by Pilate, he was taken out the gate close to the city. And that's a place of crucifixion. And it says close to where they crucified him, there's a, there was a garden and he was buried in that garden. It's a perfect model of what the Bible says. We're not trying to say that's the very place, although I personally believe that it is. But if it's every description, the description of Matthew, the description of John, the description of Ezekiel, every one of these things are being fulfilled. And so that's why we get excited as we look at current events, we study and correlate it with the Bible. Wow. Let's go to the um, uh, article I sent you uh, this morning, and you were on radio with me today from 1 to 2 about that. Alleged Israeli airstrike hits weapons factory near Damascus report. Pro-5 Iranian militants, as well as a number of Iranian engineers, were reportedly killed in the strike. Um, again, I don't know how much news this was making, because you and I were talking on the phone and then radio today, that I, I was sending you some news articles that weren't really making a lot of uh, penetration over there in the media. What's going yeah. on over there in the media? Well, there's, okay, two times in the last, let's say, 72 hours, there's been a strike. The reason why it's not making news is because IDF, Israeli Defense Forces, they, they don't acknowledge when they hit something. But I'm, I'm just going to tell you as a, as a friend and, and tell our, our viewers that I'm glad that Israel's not afraid to do this. You see, we live in, in the government and we talk about here's what we're going to do, here's what we're going to do. We make big threats, we make big promises, nothing ever happens. Israel is different. Israel says, you know what? If that's a threat to the security of our people, our citizens in our country, we're going to take action. And we're not going to announce it to the world. We're just going to do it. So here's what can be verified. The thing that can be verified is that in Syria, Damascus, just south of Damascus, there's a, a weapons factory. And it's actually run by the Iranians and it's backed by the Russians. Now, now. Iran and Russia, they're certainly not friends of Israel and they're not friends of the United States. And so Israel, if they did do it, they're, they're not acknowledging they did it. But if they did, I applaud them. Why? Because by destroying that factory, they probably saved thousands of lives because the Iranians, the Russians have no qualms about killing people. Look at Putin. He has no qualms about killing people in, in the Ukraine. And so that's the same mindset of, of Iran. They continue to say that if they had a way, they would they would wipe Israel off the map. They they'd run them into the sea. So if you see that here's a, a weapons factory going on, destroy it. They did. And so there, one strike was probably with uh, Israeli military jets. Another strike probably was with missiles out of the Golan Heights. And uh, no one's taking credit for it. But I'm just telling you this. I'm glad that they're destroying wicked people because the intent of those weapons surely was not good. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me, Dr. Rob, about Isaiah 17, because eventually Damascus is going to be wiped out, and the scripture says that, that nothing nothing occupies that, even just a few animals, if that. So that, that's never right. happened, so we can't say that that passage has ever been fulfilled because it's obviously occupied. Well, it hasn't been fulfilled yet, but let me tell you, it's on its way to be fulfilled because... If you look at a picture of Syria, and by the way, when we take our, our uh, tour in Israel, we go right up on the border. I just took a sign, a picture under a sign that said uh, there's a defense alert. And uh, my grandson and I, we, we stepped out of the bus. We, we took our picture there by this alert. Uh, and here's why. 
because you can look into Syria. And when we look into to Syria, we can actually see Russian weapons in there. That's how loaded this is. We're, we're hiding our head from the fact that Russia is making advances, not just in Ukraine. They're making advances in the Middle East. And so uh, I think sooner or later we, we've got to wake up politically and militarily. I, I really believe that we're watching the world. There's, there's no leadership. There, there's no real foreign defense policy at the present time, not just by America, but by any place. And so the whole world is struggling. Matter of fact, you know something? This would be a great time for an antichrist to step forward and say, hey, I've got a plan for peace. I've got a plan to, to bring the world together in a, a one world religious system. So if we, I, had I've a, got a plan to, if we had an economic collapse, if we had a food crisis and famine and pestilence and wars and rumors of wars, all of this convergent of things coming, you know, borders, our border being overrun, as we talked about in the broadcast tonight, all of these things converging at one time, it would be a perfect opportunity for some guy to step forward who could perform counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders, as the Bible says he'll be able to do. And then everybody says, yep, that's the guy we've been waiting for. I mean, isn't that what Henry Spanks, the prominent man in the common market, said years ago? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Send, send us such a man and be he God or devil, we will receive him. Well, right now the world's ready to receive him. Almost every country is struggling with leadership and the background in terms food crisis in terms of a health crisis you know what this is exactly what the bible speaks of in matthew 24 and revelation 6 we're we're living in those times and so i'm one who believes that before all that takes place to its final conclusion christ comes back and that's why i think it's so important for us to say look not just observe politically what's happened or militarily what's happened but as well to, to be ready spiritually because this is a critical hour for the whole world as well as for our country. Absolutely. Let's go back to the website to show folks where you can get more resources on, uh, on Rob's ministry. Bible Truth and Prophecy, BibleTipNow.org, BibleTIPNow.org, free booklet. You just click right there. It'll send you the mail. The other stuff, you can just download it. Video banned on YouTube on digital currency. You can download all this stuff. Interesting news items, serious as Israel jets strike suburbs south of Damascus. You just talked about that. U.S. pushing Israel to reroute, uh, reroute Jerusalem, march away. Uh, so there's a lot going on, and there is, there's our friend Rob reporting live to us going on 5 a.m. in the morning in Israel. Rob, now, are you going to go back to bed, or are you going to stay up and get ready to lead your tour? No, I'm going to stay up. We got some exciting things planned for today, so I'm up for the day. I'm sorry. I hope you can make it on little sleep because you got up specially for us, so we sure appreciate it. I'm happy to do it, and uh, I, you know what? I can sleep anytime, but to be here where the excitement is, wow, this is this is really exciting for me. Now, how much longer are you there? We're here for uh, two or three more days in Israel. Then we're going to go into Jordan. We're going to see a place called Petra, where I think uh, the Jewish people will hide in the tribulation. Okay, now that's, a, that's a, the scene that was made popular in Indiana Jones, right? It is, yeah. Is, and, can you broadcast fact, from there at all? You know what? I don't know if we can get a signal at Petra. I'll have to check with, with Mark and but see can if you we get, get some a footage? signal. But can you so, get some footage and then load it to Dropbox? Oh, yeah. We'll, I promise we'll, we'll get footage and we'll show you. And uh, so we're going to go to Jerash. We're going to go to Mount Nebo, where, where Moses looked into the promised land. Uh, and then Petra. And then we're going to go into Egypt and uh, spend a couple days there. 
And uh, so, yeah. Well, will you get, will you get as bit. much footage as you can, load it to Dropbox, we'll play it and have you comment. But again, we don't want to mess you up in the middle of the night so that you can't lead your tour. And by the way, if people want to go to Israel, this is your, what, 68th or 69th trip? Yeah, at least that many, maybe a few more. And yeah. if people want to go with you, they'll find uh, uh, information at BibleTipNow.org on your next trip? That's correct, yes. And you'll lead them. You're, you're the guide, right? Well, no, I use an Israeli guy, but I'm there because we, we read scripture and correlate scripture. And so uh, I, I lead some and I've got other people that are working with me. And uh, you know what? Right now, so many people want to see what's going on. So it might be uh, my nephew, Mark, and another fellow named Nate Bramson. We've got some people that are they're experts over here. And they'll come. They'll see the Bible come alive before their very eyes. Absolutely. BibleTIPnow.org is his website. Rob, thanks for being with us. What a treat. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day. You too. Rob Lindstead. Okay. Wow. That's fascinating, isn't it, folks? Oh, I'm thankful for Rob. He and I have been friends for 25-plus years. Wow. Wow.